Welcome back to the fifth episode of the C41 podcast. We went away for a little bit. I moved spaces. I'm back. Brand new setup. Also a good video setup. You can watch this on YouTube on a dedicated C41 podcast channel if you're curious to check it out. I started this podcast to have conversations with cool photographers, young people. This isn't a conceptually serious podcast. This is a fun conversation between two photographers and every episode features a brand new photographer. Today I'm here with a friend of mine, Gabe Rivera. We're going to talk about photo. Gabe is an incredible street and portrait photographer here in New York. He's been here for five years, grew up in Texas. Gabe shoots primarily black and white and his black and white work is incredible. He has an amazing sense for how black and white works in a way that I don't understand. Today we're going to talk about everything photography related. Yeah. What's going on, man? I'm chilling, man. I'm just thankful to be here. Super stoked, man. <laughs> yeah. Glad to have you. Glad to have the podcast thank back. You, thank you. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm Gabe. Uh, super thankful to be here. Thanks again, Will. Um, yeah, I uh, have been photographing for about, I guess, seven years. Grew up in Texas. Not much to do out there. I uh, am an only child. I uh, spent most of my life out there and found myself in New York City. Um, my parents probably feel, still think I'm crazy for moving out here. Um, yeah, I've been photographing for a while now. Really fell in love with black and white, 35 millimeter um, work for a while now. As an outsider who's moved into New York, it's given me kind of a way to journalize my existence here in New York. Um, and there's so many facets of this city. Uh, and I feel like you can only really get to know them once you live here and have spent time here. And so the camera's with me at all times. And, you know, my my goal in making photos are just to be honest and to be transparent and to kind of give the viewer um, perspective on myself, but also the subject. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So you moved to New York from Texas. What was that? What actually, was I moved. Like? I actually moved from. Um, I moved from Miami to to New right. York. Okay. Uh, I was doing an internship out in Miami, um, and I had a good friend of mine who was moving up here, and was like, "Hey, I think, you know, you'd really like it. You should come check it out." And so I've always wanted to come to New York. You know, you always see New York like in the movies and stuff. And I kind of had this attachment to to New York, even as a young kid. And like this place of opportunity and this place of uh, just like this clashing of cultures. And so I moved from Miami. Uh, I forgot what year it was, but I decided, you know what? I'm, I really want to be here and I'm going to make it happen at, at any cost. So I... Uh, I um, packed up a bag and bought a one-way ticket, and I'm still here. Beautiful. When did you start doing that that style of black and white work that you're shooting now? When did that start? Because mm. you told me you've been photographing since 2010. Yeah, 2010, 2011. Um, it really started when I moved here. I Which think. was five years ago? I don't know. It just, again, it's like this... New York is this, is is like the mecca for like I feel like black and white photography. Um when you look at old work uh that features some part of New York, 
there's, you're going to see a lot of black and white work there as well. And so I think that that's kind of a part of why I shoot what I, what I do is kind of the influence of the place in which I live. Um, but also I, I tend to tell people that I feel like I see in black and white. Obviously I don't, but you know, um, I, I like things to be stripped down and for people to kind of have their own opinion on it. You know, you're, you're the, you're the color shooter (laughs) and, uh, I, um, I'm so jealous of your ability to see color the way that you do, you know, and you could probably say the same thing the other way around, but it's like, it's something about, I feel like for me, color kind of tells it all, you know, and I don't think that's a a bad thing or a really good thing either. I just think that black and white has given me space to kind of express myself, but also for other people to kind of let their emotions kind of take over the image, you know, so... Well, your story, your the stories that you're capturing are very much real life moments, and I think, in that sense, black and white makes sense because it's so not distracting from things. It's about the moments. Absolutely. Do you feel that way? Or? Yeah, I feel like it's oftentimes really hard to put why you do something into words, you know. But when I think about it, I think it really is just these moments that I'm grabbing there's something inside of me that's kind of connecting to this, to these things. And I may or may not know at the time. Um, and oftentimes it's, you know, it could be a year after I make a photo or a few months or a couple of days. Uh, but I tend to find out why I made a certain image or why I took this shot. And I think it just, it connects with me in a certain way because it's the internal self flourishing in an actual image. And it's like, you know, we were talking about just learning about, self and why we have certain want to do certain things and I think it all comes from inside of us you know so you know why you take a photo comes from somewhere within is where that starts and then it kind of can be what it needs to be for other people you know under all the work you're making is it a self-portrait you know what I think it is I think like I have a lot of thoughts about like legacy and like what that means Mm -hmm. and like being an only child and um you know I grew up in a really conservative household that was like go to school you know go to college um have you know uh have everything figured out in your life and the creative stuff is like fun but you can't you can't do that like for the rest of your life and so to me I'm kind of like writing this whole new passage for my life and it's tough because like it, it, I really enjoy it, but then there's also days when I'm like, like what the fuck am I doing, <laughs> you know? So I think all in all, the most important thing to me is like what I leave behind. As far as photo wise, I just want people to know that I express myself in the best way that I could through making images. Your style of photography is very instinctual, like reacting to moments, you know, like we were talking about earlier. And I think in that way, it's much more naturally a reflection of who you are because you're working instinctually. Yeah, it can be as simple as like going down the street and, you know, there's a mother and daughter and they're doing whatever they do in the morning and I'm there might just be something there that makes sense and clicks with me. And like I was saying, I oftentimes don't know at the moment what it is, um, but I can kind of get to unpack it. I think if I don't make the photo, that's worse, you know? 
Because then I'm like, man, that, something was telling me to make this and I didn't do it, you know? And it's like, I want to... I don't want to waste, I don't want to like miss out on opportunities, you know? Mm-hmm. So. so you've done specific projects in the past and I've seen that you put out a book at some point from the work you made in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you working on right now? So I am working with Joe on a project for Coney Island. We haven't been able to go as much this summer, uh, but we started last year. Um, Joe is Joe Greer. Yeah, Joe Greer. Um, and so... I kind of been working on that this summer, not as much as I've wanted to. I think this summer for me has been more of a uh, introspective summer, mm-hmm. like really enjoying what I do, and but also having a good balance and not allowing that to kind of like run my life. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like we live in a society now where it's always like, "Hey, what are you working on? What's next?" Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so. Uh, I think there's times for that, and I think it's important to always look forward and and to continue to to be better and to do mm-hmm. new things. Um, but I also think there's a good time for rest and um, really enjoying what you do. Because I've been in places where it's like I ask myself, you know, am I really enjoying this? And I'm like, no, like I'm I'm forcing things or you know. So I'm just trying to listen to myself. I really want to explore New York more. I mean, I've been here for four years, but I feel like I've only scratched the surface of what um, this city is really about. And so I've been trying to push myself more and waking up earlier, like going to different places in New York City um, and outside in the boroughs uh, to kind of continue this almost self-portrait or journal of my life, you know. And so that's oftentimes really hard to deal with because it's like I don't know when that work is ever truly going to be done. I might be 40 years old, 50 or 60 years old before this is actually done. Um, and so, you know, in today's age, I'm like wrestling with putting things out, having things ready, you know, having content, uh, things of that nature, but also, you know, listening to myself. It's like the debate where you look at old photographers and they've been putting out, they put out work that they made 10, 20, 30 years ago and they showed nobody. And yeah, it's I'm like, like, how? <laughs> I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing. And then I'm also like, you know, it's a digital age right now. Things move quick. Do I put out work constantly as I'm making it or do I hold it all back until it's ready? Yeah, I've dealt with that, man. Uh, in fact, I've like I've gotten rid of my Instagram before, like completely just because of this like internal struggle of like, well, if I love what I do, then I'll love it regardless yeah, of, totally. of, of if anybody will ever see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we live in a day where it's like, these things are important to have and they could lead to more work. They could lead to other people seeing stuff and wanting to know a little bit about it. So it's, it's a balance for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about what the Coney Island project was with Joe. Man. So Joe, shout out to Joe, by the way, he's, he's an amazing human being. Um, Joe and I met, uh, it's a long story, but we met. And started talking, and we both uh, shoot Leica so that, you know, we had a lot to talk about there and kind of nerd out. Some of you guys know, like, Joe primarily shoots color, and I primarily shoot black and white. And so we had the idea of, hey, let's go out to Coney and shoot and see what we can make out of the ways that we shoot and, uh, you know, specifically what type of film we use and see if there's some type of marriage that we can make happen there. And so uh, we, most of the time we'll go together. 
uh, sometimes we'll go separately because I feel like there's a different energy when you are shooting with people and when you're kind of by yourself. This will be, like I said, the second year or second summer that we've been doing this. You know, we, we kind of have an idea of what we want to do, but at the same time, we're like open to just whatever. Photographing Coney like in the winter or the off off months uh, could be super, uh, super cool too. So I think it just came from a place where we wanted to highlight such an iconic place in mm -hmm. New York. Seeing what we can do together, I think could be really cool. You know, so we've we've spoke about like possibly doing a book and then maybe he has his own and I have my own and then we have one together and then maybe you can sell all of them together as like a volume. So that'd be beautiful. Yeah. You know, so I think that could be really cool, you know, and I'm into like stuff like that. And I love that. The two the two books that you can buy as a package. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd yeah. be awesome. So oh. you talk about photographing New York as your backdrop and a central idea in all the work. But what? subjectively are you looking for in the streets of new york like what are the moments that you capture what i don't want to like capture anything that's like quote unquote like cliche i really want there to be like emotion in the things that i photograph and to me that's the most important thing i think if there's something real and something that's like tangible that's my goal you know whether that's you know kids on their bikes riding down second avenue or if it's you know the guy who makes my sandwiches on the corner store like i think that there's value in all those little things and i honestly believe that that's kind of the whole story of new york is like new york runs itself on the so many cultures and the people that are in it and that occupy it and so i struggle with photographing here too like I, I think that people could easily look at new york and say man this is there's so much stuff happening here it must be so easy to shoot but there's days where i'm like bro i need space like i need i don't want to photograph in here it's like it's tough because it's so much going on how do you isolate the things that you want to capture and i think for me sometimes that means not making a good image for like months you know as much as i hate that and then sometimes you just you just get them back to back to back um, so there's not anything that I'm like specifically looking for other than just real moments and real emotions. That's awesome. I love how you talk about that, not getting an image for months. And we were, we were talking about that earlier off the podcast that there's this polished appearance that you see when people put out work in books or Instagram, but the reality of it is like, Sometimes you don't make a photo for months and that's okay. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's sad to think that like we feel that we need to portray this like polished self. Uh, I think that we do the process injustice and also we do other artists that are maybe look up to us or people that want to try something new. We do them an injustice because they look at it and they're like, yo, this shit is beautiful. How am I going to be able to make something like this? But the truth is, there's so many images that I've made that are not that great. But again, that's all subjective, you know, is what we were talking about. And the idea that I love what I do and I should love it no matter what. Even if somebody else loves it, even if it's just one person that loves an image that you make, I feel like that's the goal, like it's accomplished. I, I want to do more and I try to, to find ways of showing the process because I think that that humanizes what we do. You know, it's, it's no longer about oh man, I need this camera or I need this setup or I need this space. It's start walking, start making photos, start finding your eyes, start telling your story, start finding out what it means for you to make an image. 
And that's like a very deep thing. Like, I don't think people really understand. Trust me, I don't either. The what does it mean to really make an image? There's so many layers to that. And I don't think I don't think we ever really find out. I just think we get a little closer, a little bit closer, a little closer. That's really beautiful. Yeah. When you say that a photo can be like impact one person and it's successful, what exactly does that mean? Is that what you're thinking about when you're making the photo? Like who's nah. this gonna No, nah, I don't I don't you know, I never go out with an expectation because I think when you have an expectation of something oftentimes that expectation doesn't get met and then you kind of are not enjoying what you're doing I'm a I'm a firm believer in like believing in self how you how you feel today and the things you think about and what you want to create are perfect like there's no like mending that needs to be made or like anything that needs to be like I think we just have to listen more to ourselves and I think when we do that other people can connect to that for instance, the, the image that I gave you of the, young, of the young boy and his father holding hands, I sent that. So this morning before we, we got together, I, I sent out a package to my father. And he, ha, he, has, he does not own one photo that I have. Him, so him and my mom separated when I was three. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've kind of had more communication with him and more dialogue with him. And in that, I see so much of myself in him. And so... That I sent that photo, one of three, and um, it was just really. I think to me, it was it was a reflection of kind of our relationship. Like I remember as a young kid, that photo yeah, because it's like I remember as a young kid, like going to see him on weekends and stuff, and we were always doing like fun stuff. That photo was taken in Coney, so I can imagine like that father and his son enjoying a, a day, you know a weekend day at Coney Island, and so you know. That's one way of seeing it, and that's my way of seeing it. Somebody else might see that, and it might think, remind them of their grandfather, or it might remind them of their uncle. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the it's such a photography. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like there's there's so many angles and so many facets of like what a photo can mean to somebody, and that's what that one had the impact on me today. When I looked at it, it didn't have that impact on me when I looked at it three months ago or when I got it printed. But today I looked at it and I was like, damn, like, yo, this reminds me of my pops. Like, and I want him to have this so he can think about me, you know? And so for the people watching, the photo he's showing is this beautiful black and white, very grainy photo of a father and son yeah. holding hands. And there's no face yeah. in the photos. Yeah, it's yeah. more about the hand holding. Why, why the choice to yeah. have no faces? I actually remember taking this. And I don't really remember taking that many images uh and so I was actually at Coney Island with Joe this day. And the way we shoot is it's pretty kind of weird how we how we actually work together. We kind of go up the boardwalk or sorry, down the boardwalk, up the beach, kind of come around. And so we typically stay close. I mean, I don't know how other people shoot together, but usually you don't want to get in the other person's way. So there's kind of like this poetic flow of how we kind of go through this, you know, the boardwalk of, of, of Coney Island. We, we kind of know when somebody else is about to make an image, get out of the way. It was really busy this day, and I just remember eyeing the the young boy and his father, um, or whoever that is. I really don't know if that's his dad. But um, they were walking through the sea of people, and I just kind of had to cut them off in order to get this photo. And I was probably three feet away, four feet away, and just snapped the photo. I don't even think I looked through the through the rangefinder. It was one of those things like it was too close for me to kind of make that decision, and I just 
pulled the trigger. And so I think it came out perfect, you know? I wouldn't have wanted the faces. It's, it really is about that showing just enough, you know, just enough to tell the story, but also just enough to leave room for the people to interpret what it means. And I think that's what, that's what I like so much about that photo. So thank that's you, man. definitely I appreciate it. getting framed here. Thank you. For oh, that. man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. That's one of my favorite things I've been discovering recently is how to make a picture that has enough intent, but also is open enough for interpretation. And I can imagine on the street that that's like very much shoot now, choose later. Mm. Yeah. I'm curious to hear more about your, like your street photography process, not necessarily like how you meet her, but like, what is it like when you're out on the street? How, you know, how much are you shooting? How much are you walking? Yeah. Do you go out with the intent of, you know, I'm going to go shoot five rolls today or are you more like, I'm, I'm going somewhere, I'll take my camera? I think it starts off with like, for me, I have to get my day started early. That's when I feel like I can be most connected to myself, uh, which in turn leads to a better day for me. It leads to me being more connected with the people that I run into. Um the conversations that I have with people, uh, and then speaking like photographically, there's a flow and an energy to like the street. And there's days when I'm just not on that same frequency and I'm just, I can't, I just can't get it right. When I go out, the goal is to just be as aware as possible. And I've been thinking about this theory of shooting and there's kind of like this hyper attentiveness, I guess, to, for myself, where I'm looking at every person, I'm looking at every structure, I'm looking at how the light falls. Um, it's kind of like this overstimulation that then kind of grabs me when it's the perfect thing. So I, I go out with the intention of things can come my way. What am I going to do about it? You know, and I think that I honestly believe you can open yourself up to things coming your way. You know, we've all been there. We turn the corner or we feel like, hey, I need to walk this way. And boom, like this story just unfolds or you see this beautiful car, right? Or you see this house and it's just, it's almost like it's attracting you to it. You can't explain that, you know? So I just try to, I just try to be as open as I can to the neighborhood that I'm in the people that surround me in hopes that I'll be ready when that moment comes by, you know? I used to go out and be like, I want to make a photo that looks like this. And once you let go of that idea and you're open to accepting whatever is going to happen, that's when new, exciting things develop. I've been seeing your posts on Instagram. You know, you're talking about... I like that on Instagram you're posting more than just your work. That's like one of the things that I noticed right away when I followed you. Like you're talking about, you know, you're sharing zines on there. I saw that you shared Dom zine. You're talking about film stocks, you know. Yeah. I think that's really dope. Yeah, I think that I want to share more of what inspires me and like what goes on in my head because I feel like and we, we spoke about this a little earlier, that that can free other people. You know, I, shout out to Dom as well. Um, he, uh, he sent me his zine 
and um, rather I purchased it. He didn't give it to me for free. <laughs> but uh, the same one as well. Hey, yeah, uh, shout out to you, Dom. Uh, amazing, amazing photographer. I actually got a chance to meet up with him when I was in Chicago. Really? Uh, so I, sp- I spent a Sunday evening with him uh, in downtown Chicago. That's awesome. Uh, super good guy. Um, yeah, it just, uh, I think it's important to highlight other things. I think that to me, it changed from being just about my work and just about what I'm doing and just about how I'm trying to be better. Um, and I kind of flipped that on its head and was like, you know what, let me create a space where I can talk about old photographers, maybe even people that aren't around anymore, who probably at some point was like, I'm leaving this legacy. Somebody else is going to talk about it one day. And now we're here in 2019 and I'm talking about, matter of fact, uh, there's this, um, Black Panthers, uh, photo book, um, that was shot by a two two people. Um, the names are I can get it in a, in a bit, but uh, Perkle Jones and somebody else. They both, when I did some research on them, they both they've been they've passed on. Like it's been a few years since they passed away, and um, I didn't know anything about them. I was at the uh, I was at Strand um, and just saw this book, and it just spoke to me. And I got it, and the other day I looked at it, and I just was kind of in awe again, all over again. And I felt like people needed to see that and needed to see, like, what I thought about it and then make their own opinion on it. Um, Yeah, I, I think that social media, we have the power to show anything we want. And, like, I, I want to use it to the best of my ability. Um I often tell, I tell my girlfriend this all the time. I don't get excited about much in life. Like things really have to grab my attention to get me excited. And so in that, I think I'm just a little picky, but also I think in that there's some value, at least I think so, of showing people like really good things that are made really well. That's the thing I love about doing YouTube as well, man. It's like, like I would never consider myself an educator because I'm not, anywhere near that level but you know i can share what i what i do and what i learn as i as i learn those things and you can show your process show more than the tr- like than the surface level things that just posting your work on instagram will ever reveal like i can show the process i can be transparent i can show also the bad images because i think that's equally important as showing the good images is is people saying you know oh this is why that's bad and like that's what I love about it, and I love that you're doing that as well. Do you think you're going to keep it to Instagram, or are you trying to... Personally, when you say that, when you say, like, I'm talking about, you know, people talk, ask about printing, and I talk about these photo books. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that on yeah. YouTube. Like, now, now I want to <laughs> yeah, yeah. see you start that YouTube. I would, I would love to. Um, you know, we talked about how there's room for that. Totally. And, and I think that no matter... It's just like photography. There's a million and one people doing it, but everybody has their own voice and everybody has their own style. And so that is what ends up separating everybody is their ability to make it the way that they do it. Um, Yeah, I I don't know where where this is going to go. I 
I would love to make a YouTube. I would love to. Um, I would love if teach. you made a YouTube. <laughs> Maybe I need to do one. You know, uh, I. I've even thought about like teaching photography. Interesting. You know, like, man, what would it look like to be do this freelance, but also like part time, like doing it as like after school mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. or like, you know, I just. There's so many things to do, you know? There's, like, so many ways of expressing what it is that you love so much. Uh, but, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. <laughs> if there is somebody who even vaguely hints at the idea of them, like, saying, I would potentially do a YouTube, I'm, like, all for it. Yeah. I'm so for it, man. YouTube is this, like... It's it's so small right now, the photography community on YouTube, and I think there's room for so many more people. And like you said, you know, we all can talk about film, but at the end of the day, everybody has their style, everybody has their voice and their perspective and their work that they're making, and I think that's what's valuable, and you can never, that can never be the same as somebody else. Like, I, could, you know, if you made a YouTube, we'd be totally different things, and it's like, yeah, it's the beauty of that community. Yeah, and I have never ever like receive the love and like the support in a community like this before mm-hmm. and 100 i'm a i'm a bit of a lone ranger like i spend a lot of time alone um i don't really like to be around a lot of people uh and i feel like this summer as well has kind of challenged me to do things like this and to meet people and to um be in conversation with people and to you know, simply just know that there's other people around or, hey, I'm here. Like, if you ever need anything, let me know. Um, Because I think that that's really the only way that we can become better as a whole collective. Um, Yeah, I just, uh, I would love to. And now you're inspiring me to kind of see what my options are. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's (laughs) like... Like, you talk about a book that you like. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. I love hearing it. Okay. Yeah, it's all about just starting somewhere, right? It is. So Same thing with photography, isn't yeah. it? It's all about just taking that first picture and it goes from there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, guys, um, got to get this YouTube started. <laughs> all right, get off this podcast. Go film your... <laughs> That's awesome, man. I would love to hear it. Like, I saw Andre Wagner tweeted, too. He... I don't know. Do you follow him on Twitter? Oh, my God. Andre, you're the guy. He talked about, he tweeted, you know, I should start this YouTube thing properly. Wow. I know that. I'm off Twitter. I probably should have a Twitter. Let's start there. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm not on Twitter much, actually. I saw Joe posted that tweet. (laughs) So, yo, that's really interesting, though. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's it's super interesting because, like, you know, like, YouTubers... Yeah. At one point, were these people who talked about clothing hauls and makeup tutorials, and now it's like it's true. Andre Wagner, this serious artist who has this like he has books out and he has serious yeah. work yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. made, and yeah. it's like this you know can this platform that's essentially like people in their bedrooms become this serious place to showcase work, and I think it's awesome. I think that there's power in what we do. Because honestly, like, I just think that there's so many layers to what we do that it doesn't matter if we're in a bedroom. Like, it's like the passion in which you have for something. Like, somebody was telling me the other day, like, if you just do what you're passionate about, the fire will never die. But if you only do what seems to be 
correct or politically correct or what's happening in the times now, that oftentimes will fade away. And so it's like, again, it goes back to, do you love what you do? And if you love it, like, you know, you're, you're saying, you know, jokingly, but seriously saying like, you should start a YouTube. And I'm like, I should, cause I love it. And why not share it with other people in an, in another format or another place? I love it. I love it already. Like I'm just going to be sharing it, you know? hundred percent. And I mean, from the way I hear you talk about it, it I think it would be similar too. It's it's just about having the right values for, you know, and loving what you do. And yeah. I think the real shit in life like always lasts forever. Mm-hmm. No matter what that is. This is interesting. This got super <laughs> off topic, but I love it. Um, yeah. I think before we wrap, I do want to ask you about one more specific project that you've made. You made, you put out a, was it a, I, I couldn't find a proper photo of it, but was it a, a proper book? I it say the was. word proper and people don't know what that means. <laughs> it is. It, it was. It is. I don't have any more copies. They're all gone. So it was. Um, and what was the project? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just gr- asking because I've been super intrigued by like the idea of bookmaking recently. And what yeah, it means. same, same. This was my first book put air quotes on that uh my first book um i was in cuba in december of 2017 and uh i was there for like two weeks with my girlfriend we just we wanted to go and spend some time out there and um i just brought one camera one lens and didn't really have any expectation of what i was gonna see uh, Cuba being such a such a cultural place, such a uh, kind of stuck in a in a time warp, um, and just kind of being freshly opened up to people to be able to come in. I went with the expectation of I just want to be engrossed in like the culture there. Um, my family's from Puerto Rico, so I know Spanish, so I didn't feel like it was a place that was too hard to get around uh, but I knew that the culture was going to be something very different um, and so when I got there I didn't really have any intentions on like creating a book or um, making a project uh, I just really wanted to enjoy my time there and see what came out of it and so it's funny I wish I could go back and do it over again which is I know a lot of times is what we think because we grow and we become better at what we do and we see things differently. Um, but some of my favorite shots are from there. Like, And I I just, I didn't really have intentions on making a book. Like I said, I, I just fell in love with the images that I got when I came back. It was like, I have to do something with these. Um, I don't think it's my, like I, I, I love the project. I'm not too in love with the book. <laughs> I wish I could have done some things differently, but it comes back to what we were talking about. It's like, just do it. And it's a part of your story and it's a part of your growth and it's a part of um, just who you are. So I, I, yeah, there's, there's amazing, there's cool photos in there from just street stuff in Havana to some stuff out in, uh, 
in Vinales, which is like countryside. Um, I wish I could have been there a little bit longer to really... My thing is I love, I love the idea of spending time with a group of people. Um, when people ask me, like what, like, what type of stuff do you like to photograph? Like, you probably get that question all the time. And I oftentimes find myself kind of at a loss for words because I'm like, I don't want to put what I do in a, in a box or, um, you know, in some type of field. Uh, but I guess if I had to, if I had to kind of like put words to, to that project, it's just kind of documentary. And I think it's important to gain trust and gain honesty uh, those are my two big things for making photos um, because I think that they lead to a powerful image. Yeah, beautiful. Sometimes it's just about making that physical version of something that, yeah, kind of immortalizes it. Like, that's yeah. About, just like, yeah. And so, yeah, people people really liked it. And so now I know going forward, like, I'm kind of thinking about what's my next project going to be. I don't know. I don't want to force anything, you know. Uh, I have been entertaining the idea of l- looking back at my archive of, like, what I've made in New York mm-hmm. in the past few years. Maybe making something out of that. I'd love to see it. Uh, thanks, man. I think that, uh, like, going back into archives would be, I mean, is, I think, a really good thing for us to do because we we sometimes miss amazing things. Mm due to our like preconceived notions or or attachments to like the roles that we develop you know Mm. so i've been trying to like develop my film i guess give give it more time in between when i shoot and when i develop because you know how it is you know you're fresh you're freshly done shooting and you you're attached to some of the images that you've made you're like oh man this one is going to be the good one and that can sometimes make you miss some really great stuff um, and if you don't go back to that frequently, uh, those are images that are just sitting there. Yeah. You know, it definitely so. takes time to get rid of that bias sometimes, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, developing has like... You develop and scan everything yourself? Yeah. yeah That's yeah. awesome. Uh, I was like, yo, this stuff is going to be the death of me as far as like money is concerned. And so I figured out how to, um, develop at home, which is like a ongoing project that's awesome you know there's so many developers and there's so many there's so many different types of chemicals and they all render different images and so um doing that i got you know what i got to a place where i was like and it's funny because we were talking about scanning and stuff earlier um but I, i got to a place where i was like i'm making these images why am i letting a, a lab like you know, the lab's computer generate this guesstimated exposure. Interesting. Um, based off of what I saw and what I uh, what I encountered. Um, but then there's always the argument of like, well, you know, they have better scanners and you're going to have a, you know, better quality. Uh, but I think that there's something special for myself that comes from shooting, developing, and or printing by hand. Uh, and and owning that whole process, I think that's a great place to wrap it, man. Where can uh, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, Instagram. Uh, it's at Gabe Mo Rivera. 
Um, reach out if you have any questions. Uh, try to get to you. Um, the website is the same thing, GabeMoRivera.com. And that's pretty much it. I don't have uh, my social media, so that's where you can catch me. Awesome, man. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Willem Verb. My YouTube channel is my full name, Willem Verbeek. And make sure you follow C41 Podcast on Instagram yes, sir. for updates to the podcast. Hopefully, we'll be back with more episodes. I'm super stoked that it's back personally. And thanks for being here, man. This was so fun. Appreciate it. Blessings to you, bro, for real. Thanks. Peace. Peace.